This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Welcome once again to uh, another instalment of Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitzmorris, and I am ably joined. Well, this is the, I, well, what I like to say is the dream team is. This is the this is the the, the, the trifecta. Of, uh, holy of the, Trinity The Holy Trinity I like that one Dan Kay is on my left hand side Dan looking suave Looking sophisticated son You've got a little bit of uh, Have you left your glasses at home again? I've got yeah. one You've got a little bit of Hawaii A little bit of Magnum oh, yeah. In the owl uh, in, not, well, I don't know why you show me your chest <laughs> Lovely <laughs> sunny weather isn't it And it's 20 degrees And the air conditioning in this office isn't brilliant So uh, No but you've got windows yeah. Well, you've really. got to get yeah, the population. Used to last echo office. Mm-hmm. On my right hand side, you might have just heard his little dulcet tones there. <laughs> wearing a lovely, he looks. Let me just put, let me just paint the picture. He's wearing a Liverpool away top from the nineties, the Ocra uh, one. Remember the Ocra <laughs> one, the lovely like Magnolia. I had oh, that. That, that was, was one of my favourite yeah. ever Liverpool shirts. Big beer now. mat type yeah. badge. Yeah, yeah. He's got it on now, but he's yeah. used it up with some rhinestones. Looks lovely. That. <laughs> what have you got in the back, Rimmer? Rimmer. Wow. You know what? We've, we've managed to avoid those sorts of jokes on this podcast for no, how long? Well, if you, it's the last one. If you insist on turning up to work in a thong, Joe. You know what I mean? You know. I wasn't going to mention the thong. I didn't want to sound stupid. Uh, welcome back, boys. Anyway, let's get cracking with the podcast. What a season it has been. We're going to try and find out, because I know we did, with all, with all the best intentions in the world. We started the podcast last, uh, the, this season's podcast with our, um, with our predictions. And um, we gave them all to Dan Kay, and Dan Kay said, I'm going to put them all away safely, and then we'll uh-huh. get them out. Uh, not quite. I think he did. I think we're going to check that back. Who did we give them to? I'm sure I'm Dan hoping Kay, they're not I'm in my I'm sure... Well, it's one of you two. Maybe, maybe Definitely one of you two. Anyway, um, we're going to try and find out Paul Wheelock as we speak is uh, looking through the archive. He's, he's, he's peering back the tape of the archives and see to find He'll out. He'll find it, Wheelock. Yeah, to find out who we had for... Um, we had a uh, um, leading goal scorer, yeah. uh, obviously champions, and uh, we had uh, relegation places as well, didn't we? I think it was about yeah. it, wasn't it? My, yeah, yeah, I don't I think, think it was so much more than that. Maybe one or two yeah. others, but I think the big ones, obviously, but particularly leading goal scorer, yeah, yeah. when I called Sadio Mane, and everyone laughed. Yes, who's exactly laughing what. now? Yeah, well, he got yes, apart it, from me because I didn't actually put a bet on. To be man. fair, he has to score two to get it in the end, like <laughs> yeah. to, to, to equal the person that I'd said was going to be the peaking at the right time, isn't it? Yeah, and he shared it as well, so it doesn't really count. So you weren't really right. <laughs> he shared it. I think that's what we. We'll mention those. We'll mention those stats in a minute because what has been one of the one of the most incredible seasons of football. I think we'll all agree. Close but no cigar is what you'd say, I suppose. Uh, pipped at the post. Um, millimetres. Millimetres is what it comes down to. But look, let's just, we'll, we'll rejoice in the, in the stats a little bit later on, but let's just take positives from what has been an incredible season. A 25-point turnaround on Manchester City. I'll reel off, uh, you know, 41 points ahead of the others across the park. I mean, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, in our wake, Spurs. Uh, an incredible season, one of the hardest working teams I've uh, Liverpool teams I've ever seen, and one of the most skillful as well. Um, it's just been an incredible one. Can you sum up how you feel, Joe? We'll go to you first. At the end of a season that has been, mm. you know, you could say frustrating, but but certainly not a disappointment. No, I mean, I'm going to kind of go against everything you've just said there and just say I'm, I'm absolutely gutted. And I, I think for the first, at the final whistle on on Sunday. Um, you know, a lot of people say I'm really proud, and I am proud. It's been a hell of an effort and, and a, a wonderful season in many respects. But I can't, I can't lie. I am absolutely gutted, and and, and the more I think about it, the more gutted I am because it it was such an effort, and to to get that close and, and not do it again, it, it hurts, and and you can't take that away. But I think the the big positive for me out this whole season is 
this time it doesn't feel like a flash in the pan. This time, I think about every every other time in my lifetime they went close to win the league, and and you think. Benitez, there was there was all sorts of problems going on at the club. It always you know, felt like always there was going about, to be a, a, yeah, a trap yeah. door, didn't there? The 2014 season felt like a flash in the pan. You, you kind of you had a feeling that Suarez might leave, and you, you knew that there was big flaws in the team. Um, and even going back to Julie again, it felt like it felt they were building something. That was probably the one time I would say similar to this. It felt like they were building something, but the brand of football was nowhere near as good, and uh, the squad probably wasn't quite as balanced but now it doesn't feel like they're going to go away it feels like they're going to go again next year um, and City and Liverpool have raised the bar now so I think they'll they'll go at it again next year it's going to be it's going to be interesting um, but yeah I'm pretty good at Dan there wasn't much more we could have done you can I mean I mean, Klopp's, Klopp's been vocal about this and he's absolutely right there's no point in saying what if we'd have done this what if this hmm. had happened what if that had happened if there was a defining moment for you, because I, I think possibly, I, I look back to that Leicester game when we had that. Yeah. I mean, re- I know people who aren't Liverpool fans might be listening to this and going, oh, here we go. But we had a weird, uh, a very weird sort of downpouring of sleet and it put a, it put a, a film. They actually the showed it on the pitch. Yeah, you can see it. And the passengers went to pieces. We went 1-0 one, one up, uh, Mane. First uh, minute. First minute. But then it, it just, they just, it was one of them breaks we'd just had as well. And it just felt like that for me might have been a defining moment. I mean, you could probably point to the City game to be fair. I think I think that was one of the defining moments because I think it, it needs to be remembered as well. That Leicester game was the night after City had lost at Newcastle, which was their fourth defeat. And I think that if we'd won against Leicester, that gave us the opportunity, I think, to go nine clear. Yeah. We could have gone 10 clear if we beat them in January. Yeah. I think that whole period, you know, the, the, you, the reality is, in such a tight title race, we took one point out of six against City. Yeah, we, you, you can talk about the game at the Etihad with Mane shot hit the post and staying out, and Sané shot hit the post and going in, and Greater Manchester referee Anthony Taylor not sending Vincent Company off. Yeah. But if we'd beaten them at Anfield, as you know, and you have to hope to kind of win your home games, that couldn't would have made the difference. And if we think back to that game. Really, I think we were all quite satisfied to get out of that with a nil-nil because we didn't play well that day. No, and, 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 and a Maris Howler penalty really Maris saved missed us. missed the penalty late on. Going, I mean, I, I, before the end of the season, actually, I actually went back and looked at the fixtures after the City away game on January the third. I think we won the next two yeah. against Brighton and Palace, and but then we lost four. Out, then we sorry, then we drew, not lost, drew four out the next six. Yeah, yeah. and I think that arguably is the spell when the crucial. Yeah. Points were dropped. Points were dropped. That that also made the difference in the final analysis. But 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 ninety seven points, thirty wins out of thirty eight. You know, a, a points tally that would have been enough to be champions in one hundred and seventeen out of the one hundred and twenty previous top flight seasons in English football. Um, <laughs> you can argue about oh, it, it, is, is it our bad luck to you know, to have had a season like this when you know when City obviously was so great in any other season we would have been champions. We looked like champions. We played like champions. We felt like champions. If even Gary Neville on Sky on Sunday afternoon is saying Liverpool have played like champions the entire season, yeah. and obviously we know that will have come through gritted teeth for him, then that is the reality. But just just to kind of pick you up on the, you know, the terminology that was kind of slightly used at the start of this question, it's not the end of the season. And that, that, that to me is what is my overriding emotion at the moment, particularly after that first leg in Barcelona. I was dreading Wolves because I just kind of thought after this incredible, momentous, emotional season, it's going to end at home in a bit of a damp squib. And that's why last Tuesday was so important. Yeah. Because even though 
you know, even if obviously it was out of our hands, we knew that whatever happened on the final Sunday, it wasn't our, the final match that we were that we're going to play. So, listen, it, don't get me wrong, I can't pretend it didn't hurt seeing Vincent Company left that trophy. I, I never really expected anything on Sunday. It's all, for me, it's always been law of diminishing returns, really, in that yeah. kind of final spell of games, Tottenham, United, Burnley, Leicester. Each time it got a little bit less and a yeah. little bit less. But just have, you know, I, I'm so proud of the way we ended the game. You know, I'm glad it didn't end, you know, with the crowd a bit quiet and the wall, you know, the entire stadium on its feet singing, we shall not be moved, yeah, yeah. is exactly the way that she's seen. And that hits home to should the, have ended and I made hits, up about hits that. home to the players as well. I'll just go, just because, you know, we lost by one point, but listen to this, one defeat all season, unbeaten at home, 97 points, joint golden boot winners in Salah and Mane. That's two of your three forwards as the highest goal scorers in the league. Golden gloves winner in Allison. Best defence in the league, another Champions League final, 43 points ahead of Everton, 31 points ahead of Man United, 27 points ahead of Arsenal. Just listen to this with pride, just beam with it. 26 points above Tottenham, 25 points above Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, it's it's extraordinary. Mm. Manchester City, you know, have averaged 98 points the last two years, the last two seasons. It, that, that is phenomenal football. It's football off the planet. And we've just finished the point behind them. We are an extraordinary football inside. And as you say, rightly say, Joe, this doesn't feel like a flash in the pan. This feels like we're building. I mean, the game against... Uh, uh, we'll talk about Barca. We haven't even talked about the Barca mm. game because it was obviously it, was, it, was, it wasn't on my watch, but we certainly will. But the Wolves game for me, I watched and I saw a lot of really tired yeah. footballers. And this was the mark for me because I've noticed when Liverpool get really tired... That's when we drop our... We, that's how far ahead we are. Mm. We can still pull games off. I mean, Wolves were all over us. We were looking tired. We were, the passes were being incomplete. They were, but we still had that mentality to say, you're not, you're not winning. You're yeah. not going to win us. You're not going to beat us. Mm. And that was, the, that was what we seen... The gear we seem to have clicked into this season, isn't it? Is we, sh- we will not be taken. You know, interestingly, the, the, the two City games, I remember, I remember talking to... Doing a podcast with us and saying... What I was really excited about was the fact that I know that we were in Guardiola's head. But it seemed to me that he was in Klopp's head as well, City with Klopp's head, because I think certainly for the Anfield game, it was a very um, it was a very defensive kind of mm. uh, uh, performance. And arguably at City as well. I remember being uh, upset yeah. he didn't start Fabinho. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's a player. We can talk about individual players. But let's, talk, let's go back then. Let's rewind the tape a little bit to Tuesday night because... I mean, that's the, one of the most phenomenal games of football I've ever seen. One of the most complete games of football I have ever seen from 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 a, from a side to come back from Barca as deflated as we were. And I walked out of that Barca ground, and I was I was shell shocked. I mean, I was mm. I was stunned. I, I, cu- I couldn't really concentrate. And I remember being like that when we won the cup in uh, in Cardiff against West Ham because it, it drained me physically, and that drained me because we did everything right apart from the bits that we needed to do, which was the scoring the goals. And then to watch that messy free kick come in. So you're coming away and you're thinking, well, that's that gone. So to walk in Tuesday, how did you guys feel? First of all, how did you feel at the start of the game before the kickoff? Did you hold any hope? And when that first goal went in, did you start believing like the rest of us did? I didn't I didn't hold hope because I always thought they would score. And I thought I, I, I thought Liverpool would come out, they would have a really good go. I thought they would have a good start. They would they would perhaps score like they did early on and, and put Barcelona under, under a lot of pressure, but <clears throat> but they're such a good side that I thought they must score because they've got the best goal scorer of all time and they, they have to score. And they did have a little spell, didn't they, towards the end of the first half yeah. and, and Liverpool was sort of hoping for half-time and they got it. And and um, But then when they got the second, then you felt 
felt the mood change. And I think then I, I really did start to believe, you know what, they can do this. But even then I thought it might go to extra time, penalties, whatever. But yeah, to do it in, in 90 minutes, it's a result that I think, like Dan was saying there, even though it's been such a good season, it changes the complexion of the season, doesn't yeah. it? Because I think if this team had ended up empty-handed, and well, man, they still might, but if this team does end up empty-handed, it would be a travesty because they deserve to win something. They're such such a good side. They played like champions. Um, I think in most Liverpool fans' eyes, and people might take the piss a little bit about this, but they are champions. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, 100%. The yeah. way they've played, the way they've conducted themselves. I'm not launching um, a petition to get a second no, trophy, no, but, but that, that's a bit sad. But what you say is absolutely right. Yeah, there, but in our eyes, and, and for them to end up empty-handed and for Klopp to end up empty-handed would be the biggest travesty in football because these are some exceptional players, it's an exceptional team and a wonderful manager. Isn't incredible? And, that, and as we've always said, I've always said of... The, the the job of a football club, if there is one, mm-hmm. in that respect, is to give you memories, is to give their well, fans memories. Exactly. And, that. and we are so blessed. We are so blessed by the memories. And yet again, this season, if you look at the the, the final kick of the ball uh, uh, at Everton, uh, against Everton at Anfield, Arigi yeah. again. You look at the uh, the PSG winner by Firmino. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can you can print off a dozen exceptional. I mean, a dozen heart heart in mouth heart-stopping moments this season alone yeah. that this team has provided us with. When that first goal went in, I mean, obviously the crowd were incredible, weren't they? They were, and, and you know, it was never going to be anything less than that even. you know, Just go dialing back very briefly to Barcelona, obviously we were both there for the first leg. You know, we'd have felt hard done by it 1-0. Yeah. If, if that game was totally. finished one nil, I would so, so three nil. Like you say, we all walked out that well, ground. Second half, I was saying to the lad next to me, "This it's coming, it's coming." You yeah, know, you do that. Yeah. It's coming. I, I, I never ever felt at any point in the new camp that a goal wasn't coming for us, apart from maybe when the free kick went in, when we just looked sheltered. And even then, we still had a fantastic yeah. chance with Firmino and, and Salah hitting the post. I think the Newcastle win was massive yeah. in terms of the mentality, um, and just in, in in that knowledge that this team goes to the end. Um, and so going into going into, into last Tuesday night, I you know I, I think I put something out saying six two don't even at me, and it was only half tongue in cheek because I genuinely believe that we could score five or six against them. We, we've they've shown how vulnerable they are, but more than that, we've shown how unbelievable yeah. we are when we're on it. Yeah. But like Joe said, I just never ever envisaged envisaged us keeping them out. Um, once that first goal went in, I always kind of think you know if if. In those kind of nights, if we score early, it's just like I, my, my a, a thing was. Give, and... My thing was if we score within the first ten minutes, mm. don't write us off. Yeah. Game, it's absolutely game on, and, a, and I believe that one hundred percent. So when that went in after six, yeah. But I thought we were smart about it as well. In that kind of way, obviously that increases the emotion and, and the excitement and the adrenaline. But they didn't go mad, and, you know, and I, yeah. I remember we was talking talking before and going. One nil at half time is fine. Well, the goals one nil at seventy would have been fine. The goals seem to come at exactly the time yeah. we want yeah. them. If we'd have gone three 0 up in the first half, they'd have scored. Yeah, it, because yeah. we'd have felt like we wouldn't really know where to yeah. stick or yeah. twist. But they just seem to come at moments of inspiration. At the end of a moment of inspiration, well, even the second and third, they came so close together that they didn't have time to respond. No. So they they couldn't get out, and then all of a sudden the tide. They were shell shocked, yeah. and they were completely. And and I was surprised that. I mean, I know that they 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 lost in similar circumstances last year, but. The mentality of their team—they they were completely gone. Their the, the heads completely dropped. I think, this, I think it was. A, I think it was a, a number of things. You know, I think. I think first and foremost, they played a Liverpool side on Tuesday that were hurt. They yeah, were hurt yeah. massively. Yeah. They were hurt well, and, and they were angry because they'd been robbed. They'd been robbed in many many senses of the word. But the referee was in their ass pocket. The mm-hmm. They were getting punched. They were getting thrown. I mean, the, the free kick, as glorious as it was. 
came off the back of it, punched yeah, it for yeah, me yeah, on the yeah, back yeah, of the head. Yeah. I mean, so I think that our players have gone right. And, and if there's one thing our players have shown this season, the resilience. And if you try and if you try and scupper them, or if you try and do, they get angry. And I think they had a really. And the first couple of minutes, when when Messi got broke through and Fab Fabino went right through, took the ball. Yeah, it was brilliant. Suarez, wasn't it? No, the one he got Messi. No, no, he got booked for the Suarez. The one before that, he went through on Matt. Suarez. Sorry, every time Messi had the ball, there was four of us around him. Yeah, but he went right through, took the ball, and then Robertson pushed him on the back of the head. Yeah, because there'd been a lot of little things. You know, you've seen that shot of Suarez running up and laughing in Robertson's face when 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 Messi scored the free kick. So they had the prize was hurt they were hurt as individuals um, and they laid down their intent in that first couple of minutes of that game and I think it frightened the life out of Barca it did I think the other thing to dial into that as well I mentioned the Newcastle game and how that gave us a little lift Vincent Company on Monday night I was on my way back from Budapest oh. and obviously it was a hammer blow to everybody with it being so late in the game with Company it's all been I mean well, I, 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 I like Company he's a great player yeah, great no, character can, yeah. and that almost made it worse but somehow. he should have gone off as well There was another. he, t- he oh, did it, another it was a very similar one very to the similar Salah, to, the, to, to, the, to the Salah one but, but yeah he picks the ball up he has another shot on target outside the box since 2013 and he pings that, it that was as low as I felt all season yeah. after that game <laughs> yeah that and, was yeah I think Klopp's come out afterwards and said, like on the, on the Tuesday, you know, they had the meeting Tuesday morning, and basically they were all together. And, and, and Klopp goes, "Anyone want to talk about last night? No, good, crack on then." Yeah. And and I think that was the, the same mentality. But I think everybody was on the floor on Tuesday, and somehow the crowd, and the team, and the players, and everybody involved, somehow managed to challenge that feeling of I don't like using the word kind of injustice, really, but that kind of feeling of hurt and slight unfairness that we've been so good. Yeah. And it did look, you know, that the. The nagging doubt over the last two, three weeks is that this incredible season was just starting to wither away and slip yeah. away from us and that we were going to end with nothing. So it, to me, it's it, it's in that context that as, you know, I, I think I wasn't into 65 or 77, but it was all the big ones in 2005 and everything since. And for me, I, I think Barcelona tops a lot. Because of because of the context and the circumstances, not just the fact that we were without our two best strikers and they had Messi and Suarez and all that, but the fact that this incredible season that we put so much into and that was threatening to leave us with nothing, they managed to deal with that pressure and that, that gnawing sense of you know seeming failure and find a way to produce this this unheard of result. To me, it's the, it is, has to be one of the greatest results in Liverpool's history. Yeah, absolutely extraordinary. I'll tell you what, when you watch the goals again, how much Wijnaldum's header is like Gerrard's header. You know, in the Istanbul final. It's right in the corner, isn't it? I mean, he it's soars, a different position, slightly nearer. Yeah. But he's just soars and he yeah. puts that power into the ball. And if you look at the way... Um, because uh, unlike the rest of us, I haven't watched every goal about 6,000 times since. <laughs> but when you see uh, Milner give the ball back to, to Shaqiri, Shaqiri traps the ball and spins it. Mm. He traps it and spins it. I didn't so, that. Uh, it's amazing. He traps the ball and spins it and then hits the ball on the spin for loft. It's just phenomenal. Uh, and every aspect of that, I watched it with my kids and I was made up because obviously I went to the first leg and, me, I'm, I'm, and one of my lads, Danny, I've been watching all, all the games of their home mm. sort of thing. Uh, it was gutted that I wasn't there to watch it with him. So to watch that back with the lads it was, was just phenomenal. And, they, and, and, and the moment of inspiration from Trent. I mean, that is one of the most extraordinary God. pieces of football I've ever I'd, seen. Well, I'd go as far as saying that is my favourite goal or perhaps the best goal I've seen in Liverpool's history. I, I wouldn't I, argue with that. It's, it's, it might sound stupid, but... No? It, to it, catch a team it, like that, like Barcelona, Barcelona... out, And it caught all of us and out. Now, and by the way, when you realise, because now we know w- w- what we hear from, from, from uh, behind closed doors in Anfield, uh, Klopp said to them, take... 
take your corners and your free kicks yeah. quickly because yeah. they take ages. They have this. They argue. They have this nobility about mm. themselves that they think they, that they can just stand there and wait. Mm. And they, you mm. can wait mm. till we're ready to set our players. Yeah. And when you realise that this has actually been something that we've watched yeah. and gone, the first chance you get, and just to see that kid put that ball down there and they go, oh, hello. And the ball he pinged in. By the way, was at the bend on it and the finish. I, I mean, think the, the finish deserves a lot of credit because I, I didn't actually see the ball come in. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Well, I didn't. You see and Tr- most of Barcelona I, no, side. I didn't see Trent strike the ball, but I did see the ball coming in towards yeah. Origi. And my first thought was, as Joe, as I Joe would know, I've, I've kind of you know used to play up front myself. The ball coming into you from that side, it's very easy to hit that over the bar, keep easy. it down. Yeah. Ve- you know, it's Especially coming- for you as well. well <laughs> coming from the other side, you're hitting it back the way it's come. <clears throat> when it's coming from that side, yeah. it'd be very easy to get under that. Well, actually, what he and did... The way he just guided he it. Guided it. He guided it. He redirected it with yeah. the... Yeah. He just and, the ball. And even the Trent said at the, end of the, at the end of the game, in his wonderful kind of humble way, he said, I felt uh, I, I thought I'd pinged it a bit too hard for him there, because yeah. he did well, because mm. I pinged it too hard. Yeah. But it was just the bend he put on it. I mean, that finish could to get between the keeper. Is and the it, is it the scousest goal of all time? I think it was. Yeah, we just, there was just a lovely way pure, of putting it. Wasn't pure it? ingenuity. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Being switched on and aware and on the ball. And, you know. I, I, I actually thought when it went in, I, 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 I had the same moments I had when Gerard scored against Shaka Hislop in that final, FA Cup final. I thought it was disallowed yeah, because yeah. I didn't think it would, would be allowed. Yeah. Stevie's, I thought the whistle had gone because I didn't think the keeper. Would have allowed a ball from that distance to go in yeah. until he watched it again. Though he had no choice. Yeah. But when I watched that, I jumped up and I went, "Oh no, it's not going to be a lot." And I'm watching the scoreboard. And when that went up to four, I went, "I can't." I just saw the referee it. point to the halfway line. Yeah. So I just yeah. shrieked, "He's given!" I love that referee, by the way. I liked him because he was our mate against Dortmund as well. Because he, he? <laughs> because he was, but he, but he didn't take any of their crap that they did in the first. Yeah. Leg, that the other, the other ref in the first leg was a disgrace for me. He was just allowing them to 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 be to. to, to Dictate what it, the, the decisions he was making as a referee. Whereas I think that second ref just sort of went, well, you know, Anfield now, and you can crack on him. Because there was a lot of tackles went in that he that he let go. There was. I mean, there was. He doesn't know how the throwing's supposed to be taken on because clearly, because Jordi Alba never took a, a legal throwing through the entire game. No, I mean, he, he let the go. He let the game flow better than maybe yeah. what some European referees would do. I mean, it's always a, it's a fine balance, yeah, isn't it? Of course, because at the end of the day, you got all players on every team looking to gain whatever advantage that they can. But it was just one of those little signs. When I seen it, he, he, this is the ref, and these are the previous games that he's done. And particularly with it being the Dortmund, he'd, he'd done the Dortmund game, which obviously was another famous comeback. It was just one of those little moments in the, you know, the six days in between the two legs when he thought, well, well, maybe. And you know, and I think the other thing that, if it had been 4 0, even though obviously you look at the scores, 4 0 would have taken us to extra time and penalties. I just think psychologically, I don't know if we'd have had it in us to come back from four. And, and you know, that, Dem, that Dembele miss at the end of the first yeah, leg yeah. felt hugely significant. <laughs> one of the worst finishes I've ever seen. Is that but like, again, I mean, let's, let's, give, let's give Becker, Alison yeah, Becker yeah. credit yeah. because he, he, he does that beautiful thing of coming out like De Gea very, yeah. does very much. He comes out and he makes you make a decision and he made him make a decision yeah. and also saved our hides on the Tuesday night as well with some great oh, saves, some incredible saves. Yeah. The save from Messi, people talk about the Jordi, Jordi Alba one. That one from Messi, where Coutinho cuts it back to him. The Osweiler. first one, quite early on, he and it's dipping under the bar, and he, and, he, and he puts it. He, puts he it. made it look so easy, yeah. but to be honest, there was a couple of second half on Sunday where he obviously we, we didn't play well Sunday, and I don't blame them for that because obviously mm. everything that's gone on, and obviously the, the distraction of the first half, clock was going mad, wasn't he? Yeah. But there was a couple, one one save from a header in the second half where he literally took it as if he was like just plucking a cherry off a tree. Yeah. yeah. And it was he, he made it a difficult save look, remarkably easy. But he's been doing that all season, fantastic by fantastic season. Can it's, I just say about Tuesday as well? I think the two goal scorers. If, if any two players epitomise what this Klopp team is all yeah. about, 
it's them too mm-hmm. in terms of Origi. How many times have we written him off, perhaps belittled him, perhaps, you know, you, you talk about him being fourth choice, being sold, being out on loan. And, you know, he's never once, he's never once gone on, gone away on international duty and complained. Even last season, he never complained about being farmed out on loan. He just came back, got his, got his head down and he scored some of the, the biggest goals this season, um, if not the biggest goals this season. And, and just been an absolute credit to himself. Um, and, and whatever he does now, if he if he moves on this summer or if he's saved his career, I hope it's the latter. Um, <clears throat> you know, he'll go with... The automatic huge, contract extension. Yeah, think, well, we'll, we'll, we'll put it this way. I think I think it makes sense in the, in, in, in the yeah, sense that Sturridge is going to go. Yeah. We, we've, we've, we've discussed this on, on many a pod about how difficult it's going to be to get quality players in who know that they're going to be part of a squad system. Yeah. They're not going to want to do it. Yeah. Whereas Origi sort of fits and goes, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, I'll come on, I'll do my bit. But I'll sit in the bench and I'll do, you know... It, and I'll be ready. And I'll be ready when you yeah, need yeah. me. And so I think that could work really yeah, well. Yeah, he's, ri- he's written his name in, in Liverpool folklore, hasn't he? The, well, what he's done this season. The night been... before, Gary Neville was shrieking, Wonny, where do you want your statue, Vincent Company? Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think Big Div's far behind now, is he? Do you <laughs> know what I mean, whatever happens in Madrid or going forward. I honestly thought the Royal the royal couple there missed a the trick. Divock would have been lovely. I mean, I guess I guess this goes down because Ginny Ronaldo made a comment, didn't he? Saying I was really angry at the boss. And, and what a great response! But, but isn't mm. that part of? Uh, I read something recently about about um, uh, Klopp wants to be a doctor, and he oh. and and what he does is he he, he he brings in every member of his squad and he speaks to them about what they what they want, what their hopes are, what their dreams are, what their ideals are, and he and he bases. Um, it's not a file. If it's a metal, it's a file. It's a mental file. Mm. He knows every single one of his players, different ones, and and he and he individually guides them. Now look at this for the, for a little bit of a fact. Ginny Wijnaldum relegated with Newcastle, bought through a release clause in for, for fourteen and a half million. Andy Robertson relegated with Hull City, bought through a release clause, eight million. Joel Matip free transfer. Jordan Shakiri relegated with Stoke, bought through a release clause, twelve million. Divock Origi, 10 million. James Milner, free transfer. And Trent Arnold, free of cost. Seven players on the winning team against Barcelona were either rejected players or youth players whom Klopp has made into superheroes. I mean, it's a lovely kind of... Mm. It's a fanciful thing, but also it's it's about how he man-manages is extraordinary. Because if you get Gino and Alden coming on, you don't get him sitting here sulking, going, no. "I didn't play." You get him coming on, going, "Right, I am going to." Jordan Henderson very did a very similar thing against Southampton. Come yeah. on, I'm going to prove you wrong. He has a wonderful way, Klopp, I think, and I think they all. I don't. I genuinely believe that there isn't a player there that he, that he uses regularly that doesn't think that they would pull out their tripe for him every single week. Yeah. To me, what I mean, there's been a lot said in the last certainly since Christmas about Shakiri, and you know, obviously, you look at his minutes on the pitch, and it's kind of bizarre. You know how. how how much he played, say, between October and December, and then how little he played. But there was one, I think it was Mo Salah's amazing goal against Chelsea um, in mid-April, which I, I watched, I watched mm. And you see him jumping, yeah. And one of the things... <laughs> Have you seen it to Titanic? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard the Titanic I think I've seen so every, many times. I think I've seen season. every goal this season to Titanic. <laughs> but one of the things that struck me about it was in the moment when you know, everyone turns away and Shakiri jumps yeah. right into Klopp's arms. Now, at this yeah. point, I don't think he'd been on the pitch for about two months. And I've had mates basically, oh, what's going on there, blah, 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 you must know and all this. Um, and that to me said that the attitude, the mentality he has fostered within this group, they are all in it together. Yeah. And we've seen it on the pitch, we've seen it off the pitch. And I think that's, that's why we will go forward, whatever happens in Madrid, into next season, with that same 
degree of togetherness and unity that I think has symbolised, you know, Liverpool under Klopp. I think so. And I think that, and, and more importantly, we've got the, we've got the, the skill, the skill set to do it as well. I think, I think that you can go, you can, you can go so far on, on goodwill and intent um, and confidence, but you need, you, the quality, the you, get, yeah. you ain't got the quality, you ain't got, <laughs> and we've got the quality all over the park, but the way he's brought things out of the Milners of the world, um, the Robos, the Robsons, I mean, yeah. I mean, Extraordinary. I mean, I think Jordan Henderson as well. I think you know, Henderson deserves an enormous amount of credit. Yeah, I remember definitely. saying a couple of times earlier this season. He's had a lot of stick over the years. That kid. I had a lot of. I, you know, I, I had and still do have a lot of respect for the way that he kind of handled the difficult yeah. situation that he was in for the, probably the first two thirds of the season when it was quite clear that even though he's club captain. He, a lot of the time he wasn't in our best 11 no. but he kind of got his head round it he'd come off the bench sometimes he'd play games here and there and he wouldn't be human if that wasn't getting to him no. a little bit he's an experienced player England international England captain the England captain at time, Liverpool captain at times and I think it says a lot about Klopp's, Klopp's tactical ability which is maybe a bit understated at times because you know sometimes you get the feeling there's a perception that he's just like a rabble rouser and yeah. a, a motivator but you know I think his tactical acumen you know is 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 isn't always isn't always right. You know, he gets something wrong. Yeah. I, I was you know <clears throat> quite critical of him after the first leg, to be honest, in Barcelona. <clears throat> but I think that's another area where yeah. having having bedded Fabinho in in that holding role, <clears throat> it's almost like that kind of liberated Henderson. And until he got injured, that kind of liberated Cater as well, who yeah, all yeah. of a sudden yeah. in the last couple of months started to look like the player that we thought we were getting. He's gonna. Make, I think if there's one thing I I I, I attribute to, to Klopp more than anything, it's patience. Yep. He's got yeah. incredible patience. Patience in buying players, for instance, the Van Dijk, which he, he, he could have panicked by. I think we was panicked by us. I think we've discussed that. But it's his patience with players and bedding them in, what you just said there. Yeah. The Naby cases. I mean, Fabinho, you know, against <clears throat> Arsenal, he was terrible, wasn't yeah. he, early in the season? But he just he knows what he wants and he knows that it's going to work and he yeah. sees it. I mean, I, one of, I was at, the, I was at the, um, the Bayern Munich home leg and it was terrible. We were terrible. But in retrospect, <clears throat> we took a nil-nil over there and, and, and slaughtered <laughs> them. I mean, you do find yourself sometimes going, "What? What are you doing, Klopp?" And then you think, "Oh, hang on, let's let's in Klopp we trust because you feel like he's got a game plan yeah. there yeah. <clears throat> every single time." And, and I, I see what you're saying about Barcelona away. I, I thought Gomez particularly, the, Gomez yeah. for Gomez was a mistake. Well, I think that was a mistake. I, I, I still think that was a mistake. I, don't I, think, I think it was unfair bad. as well. You're yeah. not just on Trent, on Gomez. He's already yeah. played the game and, yeah. and out of position. I think they, they went a bit gung-ho. <clears throat> I, I think in his mind he thought. We're just getting a away goal, and even if we get beat three one, mm. then we're in the tie. And, and I think he just desperately wanted away goal. So that so, but, but so why they left Trent then though? Yeah. Trent's more likely to get because it, it, it left us incredibly unbalanced. Yeah, didn't it? yeah, it did. And I, I think he was he was almost hoping that the attack would go and score a goal, and then you have like yeah. Gomez to keep you solid. And it just it, it didn't work, did it? But but then at the same time they did create a hell of a lot of chances. And if they'd have come away from the new camp with a <laughs> three, three two. one three two, we wouldn't be criticising him, would no, we? So exactly. I, 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 Ifs and ands. No, I wasn't throwing yeah, him under I mean, the bus, you no. know what I mean? Even at the time, I remember saying, listen, he's, he's helped make me fall back in love with my football club again. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we all have the reserve, the right to say if I think he's got something wrong, I think he's got something... I mean, the other thing I thought at the time as well, obviously, you know, not, not having Firmino for both games really was a, was a big problem for us because, you know, I, I, think he's, I think he's arguably our most key player. But I thought he, I thought he tried the Wijnaldum experiment too long I thought you were, you know, I, I thought by kind of like the hour mark in that first leg when I, I just thought he should have done something. Whether yeah, it was yeah, bringing, yeah. Well, not even necessarily bringing Firmino on because I think it's kind of improved. He brought Firmino on in desperation at 2-0 yeah. and he aggravated the injury. But I'd have maybe thrown Origi on and just, yeah, just yeah. done something a bit different. And I like Wijnaldum, but it wasn't working. I think there was I, a definitely a feeling, wasn't it, in the first leg that, that it was all going to <clears> pot and it was like, let's try and put plasters on, put yeah, band-aids yeah, on. Yeah, get, just... get a goal, yeah. I do, I do wonder whether, as well, 
ahead of the second leg, whether there was a, a little bit of sly mind games going on with Klopp, because he, he almost was saying in every press conference and every time he, he, he did an interview, oh no, we, you know, he almost said, we won't do this, we'll have a good go, but they're Barcelona. And, and, I, and I think yeah. he, he lowered expectations. He, he knew that the crowd would be up for it. He knew his players would be up for it. He lo- lowered expectations elsewhere. And he also, if you, if you watch Suarez's um, press conference before the game, Suarez was always patting Liverpool on the head and going, mm. yeah, we, we can't switch off. They're a great side. Promise they won't and, score. Yeah, promise they won't celebrate they won't score. Celebrate score. And he, he kept that they, promise, didn't he? And the Barcelona players almost came over and thought, you know what, it's yeah. going to be a nice night yeah. of football. They'll have a little go. I thought he was very shrewd there, and, and, and he was. And he, he, he didn't write their team talk for them. He didn't say, no. we're going to unleash hell and all this. No, no. And, and he almost allowed them to relax to the yeah. point where then when Liverpool hit them, yeah. they were so surprised and, and they, they couldn't deal with it. And, and Suarez, of course... We know what a great player he is, but we know how when he when he's on the pitch, if, if things aren't going well yeah. for him, it manifests itself in the wrong way. It and he was getting does. wound up and, well, and not playing and like he you should. Know, on a slight tangent here, if we'd gone out and that and that backwards kick on Andy Robertson that basically put him out the game yeah. had been missed by VAR, yeah. which was in place for the game. Yeah. The fume would be epic now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, what's VAR yeah. there for if it's not for things like if that? Not yeah. for doing things it didn't like, cost us, but it could have done. Yeah, it could have done. It could have done massively. Another thing that I remember uh, reading uh, post the four 0 drubbing, that Messi said after the first leg that he that he, he was he was fuming with Dembele over that miss because yeah, yeah. he said he, uh, the quote was something like he hadn't played against a team with that much press and that much energy I think for he ninety said minutes. They, they asphyxiated us. That yeah, was the phrase yeah, he used. Yeah, yeah, and he so so there was almost. He arrived at Anfield. I think if anyone felt a bit of doom, I think it might have been Messi because yeah. he knows the game. And I think because he's realised that we were all over them, mm. I think the first five or six minutes of us doing that again, I think made him implode a little bit. And that, that and, the, and the fact that every time he got the ball, he was surrounded and getting a few little tasty little t- uh, challenges in. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Liverpool have sparked the revolution in Barcelona. They're, they're now... They're, they're, they're well, they're not speaking to each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the manager's probably going, I would imagine. Um, Coutinho's on his way out the door, possibly to Chelsea. If they can get shut of it. If they can get shut of it. The wages he's on. Well, 86 million uh, they're talking about for the fee. I mean, that, which, is, which, a, is, which is a 60 million, 60 million pound million drop. In one season, yeah. Which I can't see them doing and yeah, that. Some Liverpool fans still want him back, you know, even after Tuesday. Yeah. Do you know what? I'll sit here and say really. Yeah, but take, even I'd now, take him back. Do, would you? Even now, do you know what? Anyway, there's a, there's a moment there. There's a moment in that game in the first half when Coutinho gets the ball and there's three breaking. I think it's Suarez one side of him. Coutinho's got it and there's Messi and Coutinho's in on goal. Yeah, I remember and that. He, he, turns he, it he, back turned, he turned it back to Messi, and it was almost like he, he, he swallowed it. He, but his, but was that? Are you sure that was him? I do remember. No, the it, was def- it was him. Um, he, he was on the left, wasn't it? And it he caught yes. through. And, and I thought it's in perfect Coutinho territory. It's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. And, and he turns it back. And, and Messi, get, it Messi back. gets caught with it, and a player blocks it and it goes nowhere because he's expecting him to shoot. I do remember the. I, I, just, I mean, it tells me one of two things. It tells me his confidence at that time is on the on the floor, and also tells me that the stranglehold that Messi has on that team is when in doubt, give it to me. And that can really balls you up. I'd have him back in a heartbeat because I think, first of all, he, he is absolutely quality. We all know how good he is. Yeah, I would, and I, I think, would, be honest and with I almost think his ego's taken a little hit there, and he'd come back and he'd have to be told, right? Well, you're not. He used to be the main man at Liverpool. He, he would, mm. he would Liverpool would almost give him the ball, allow him to have his shots, and he would have a lot of shots. And I wonder whether you could get him back and say to him, look. <laughs> You you know no longer the main man. You're part of a squad here, and and come on, he's he's too good to 
you you'd refuse him in that in that squad. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd have him back think, all day. Think, think of the I mean, goal, think the goal about, at Old Trafford, it, and and, the, and the I was there. One of, the, one of the greatest yeah. goals I've ever celebrated. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a fantastic. This I, I absolutely didn't boo him. Wouldn't boo him. And no, I'm no, not for the moments he gave no, us. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not hating on the lad. I just feel we've evolved beyond him. You know, I, I, one of the, I always remember after Basel. I, I didn't go the, the the Seville final, but I'm not saying he didn't turn up in big games because obviously you just mentioned that goal at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. He did score some big goals for us, but he did have this ability to go missing. And I think I, that possibly was a, was a factor though that he was so much in demand at that time. But, but the thing is, it's still happening. Do you know what I mean, if you if you read any of the Barcelona press from after last yeah, week, they yeah. were all like, "Where was but he? he?" But he's not been given. He's not been given a chance from the get go. There, he's been pl- he's been playing in. He, he was coming in into different form. positions. He scored a couple of goals. Did he score in the, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah, he scored a few quarter but, and. But they they still didn't lay off him. No. It's, it's a different exactly world. Been, over it's there, a different world. It? Yeah, and 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 I think he struggled with with Messi being in the team. As good as a, a player Messi is, it has a knock on effect on every player. And unless you're yeah. someone like Suarez, who is in Klopp's word a man- mentality giant, you, you've <laughs> got to fall in line, haven't you? And I yeah. and I think he struggled. On, and it, I think it, also the that, fact that we tried to acquire. Nabil Fakir tells you that at some stage there that we were looking yeah. for a replacement for him. And I think And I think if there's one thing we are lacking, one tiny, tiny thing that you'd say completes the jigsaw puzzle, mm. it's that mastery from outside the box. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's that picking from, one out yeah. from a, It's that little, you know, that little left hook from, from into the top corner or yeah, right exactly. hook. Into, yeah, let me ask you this then. Do you, do, you, do you think Klopp will bring him back? No. Do you, do you think no, Klopp would? No. no. I don't think Klopp would. I didn't think Klopp would either. I remember reading somewhere that he doesn't like working with the same players he's worked with before. He doesn't. He feels like when he's had an influence on a player and they leave, because this is why he, he asked him why he didn't go in for the Bamiyang and people like that. Mm. Uh, and the theory behind it being that he doesn't, he, once he's influenced someone and they go away, when they come back, he feels like he can't, yeah, yeah, feels yeah. Like he can't yeah. do anything yeah. more with them, yeah. which can kind of make sense, I guess. So I don't think it, I mean, it, it, but it is going to be one of them situations where, especially when I thought United might be in for, in for the chance, yeah. it is going to be one of them senior ex-girlfriend out in the club. Mm. Yeah. For me, because he was yeah, such an influential player. And he did, you know, he gave us that long, which gave us a bigger amount of money, if you don't, if you, if you know. He's a South American football player who they all want to play for Real Madrid yeah. or Barcelona. Mm, yeah. There's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. There's nothing we can, it's like a kid growing up who's from Kirby and he grows up and he plays for, you know, Boca Juniors and says, you know what, I'd really love to play for Liverpool every Monday. And they go, what? It, I just feel it's part yeah. of their oh, DNA. I understand. And I don't blame and we him. Got to, look, look who I, we offer him. I wasn't devastated when he went. You know, I don't blame him for going. Right. You know, the whole thing about, oh, his back injury and that and you know, wasn't ideal. It could have been handled better. But I'm not bitter and twisted in the way left, certainly not compared to, say, other players the way they've gone. You know, Michael Owen, even years, even 50 and odd years later, I, 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 that, that still kind of grinds the gears a little bit. The yeah. way that I just, and I'm not saying I think he's crap. I just think I just don't think he's right for us now. I think the whole the clock project. I, I just think it would be a retrograde step. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I think I think I think I think he will be looking for other people to yeah. try and do that and fit within. We the definitely theme, need. Yeah. We haven't replaced him. We definitely need another player in that I, part of the pitch. I also would just like to see Liverpool have pa- Barcelona's pants down for sixty well, million. You know, like and, and that would just be after think, after the way they've pushed or well, they've tried to push Liverpool around in in the last yeah. five to ten years. To, to have those clauses in where they can't buy players to, to then absolutely destroy them it out be, and then take, take Coutinho back <laughs> well, at 60 million Liverpool, pounds. Liverpool as part of that deal have then put a thing in place where any other players yeah, that they want exactly. to take is 100 million pounds. Yeah, it's 100 right. million euros. It's a massive clause on top of it. So, and I think that was probably one of the, one of the you know, an additional 
satisfying kind of like element to last week of the fact that kind of like in the last five years, two of our best players have kind of said, you're not quite good enough for me. I'm going to Barcelona. Yeah. So we're, we're and they both on the pitch. And, and, and they're and, both on the pitch with, with, with an accumulative amount, I believe, of over 200 million, wasn't it? Because yeah. Suarez went for 74. Yeah. And and 142 for the other guys. So you're yeah. talking 212 million pound there. You look as well how we invested that Coutinho money basically in Alisson and Van Dijk. Exactly. And it maybe has to go down as one of the best bits of business the club's ever done. Another thing I love as well, because you think back and another thing, and we, we mentioned this in the pod, before the, I think before the Barca game, the first leg, when when there's there's a, a lovely bit of footage outside one of the Spanish stadiums and it's a news reporter for Sky Spain or Sky Sports Spain. And he's saying, yeah. before the draws come out and he's saying, no Spanish club wants Liverpool. And and when you look back at them, oh, boy, it beams, it makes you mm. beam, doesn't it, to think... Yeah, you didn't want us in the first place. Wow. And we still battered yet, you know. All right, listen, let's just... Um, we, thank you to Paul Wheelock as well for uh, doing a bit of work for the change. He's, um, <laughs> he's, he's scoured the, uh, the archives. Uh, so we did do the old um, the old uh, Brendan Rodgers, Alex Ferguson envelope. Didn't mean the first podcast. We wrote down who we thought are, uh, or what our predictions were going to be for the, for the end of the season. First of all, it was title. Who was going to win the title? And it was Dan, and it was Joe, and it was me. So we got the trifecta here right away. Dan, you went for first, Liverpool. Shock horror. Shock horror. Second, Man City. They should have finished second. You went second. far wrong way. No. I went for first, Liverpool. Second, Man City. Just because we're proper heads now, I think. No. Joe went for <laughs> Man City. Second, Liverpool. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 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 So we all got the top two, just not necessarily in the, in the right order, as Eric Morgan once said. <laughs> Relegated. Dan, you went for Cardiff. Do you remember who else you went for? Um Huddersfield, maybe? No. Nope. Everton? No. Nope. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we all hope for that. Um Interesting. Fulham? No. No. Um Brighton? No. Thinking I think you you've got a th- Stay south with Brighton. Bournemouth. No, no I don't nearly. think I'd have said Bournemouth. Nearly. nearly. Southampton. Southampton. You went for Cardiff, Crystal Palace and Southampton. Ah, Palace, yeah, with Uncle Roy. Well, Palace was showing signs of going that way, uh, but then he steadied, or why he steadied the ship, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, and Southampton, they were, they were on the cusp. Till Hassan Hootel came yeah, in. Till Hassan Hootel. He looks excellent. They yeah. finished, like, you know, if, if, like, form table since February, they're like six or something. Yeah, yeah very, very good, very good. Joe went four, can you remember? Yeah, um, Cardiff, Huddersfield, the two, and then Wolves. Yeah, Wolves, wow. And I, I can justify that because I said before the pod, I, I thought that Wolves and Fulham having come up had both bought too many players and one of them would struggle and I just went for Wolves. But. No, good shout. I mean, and I, I get that and it's exactly why Fulham did. I went for Fulham, Cardiff and Huddersfield. Because you're a genius. There you go. And he lost your numbers there. If anyone knows about failure, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first manager sacked uh, or to resign and the actual answer was uh, Jochanovic. Yeah. Uh, Dan went for Hodgson. No. no. Guardiola. No. Uh, Water. No. Hey, you went for the same as me. Special one. Give you a clue. Oh, yeah. Mourinho. 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 We both yeah, went for yeah. Mourinho. Yeah. He was third to get sacked. So we went for two. So we before Christmas, uh, wasn't it? Joe, do you remember you went for? Warner. You went for Warner as well. Yeah. yeah. Al Green. Got I think back. they just announced yeah. he's staying on as well. Yeah. I mean, to be Cardiff. to be fair, I mean, Cardiff couldn't really. They couldn't have done that much more, could they? they? No, I don't no. think so. Uh, surprise package. Mm. Uh, Dan went for? I can't remember <laughs> last night, let alone <laughs> yeah. August. All right, so I'll stop asking you that. Uh, you went for West Ham. 
Bad start, but he steadied it and they were yeah. on the rise. Then they, they finished eighth tonight, doesn't it? Yeah, got a draw mm. against us as well as scumbags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Costly. Okay, Joe went for <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, fancy them to finish top four and do well in the cups. That's what you said. Yeah, well, surprise the package. Yeah, because I think <clears throat> at the time. No one expected them to win the league. No, like, no, but, but I, I just, I just felt like they'd do better than people, people thought, mm-hmm. and and I think they. Well, they finished third, haven't they? So well, yeah, they have. I, I actually don't think it. In my head, it hasn't worked because I thought they would push a little bit more and they'd be they a bit more dangerous. The, the but they dropped away anything. quite quickly, didn't yeah. they? So. Uh, and we all had comments with them. Down your West Ham comment was they'll flirt around the European places after a shocking start at Anfield. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mystic Meg gear, that one. Joe went for fancy them to finish top four and do well in the Cups. See, so you've done that. Yeah. I went for Wolves, surprise package. Get on this. They will survive and then some. Well, you nailed that, haven't you? There you go. Yeah. I think the three of us did really well with that, <clears> to be fair. I you really, if they hadn't... I'm if not going to stall a Blackpool pleasure beach <clears> any time soon with a crystal ball, but I think we did all right. I'm not going to dignify the idiots in the way and on Sunday with any... Yeah, extraordinary, <laughs> any attention they already had. But, you know, if, if they hadn't flumped it at Wembley uh, in the semi-final, they'd... Be on for the FA Cup final. Well, my brother weirdly supports Wolves, and and uh, but I, here's, here's my thing. I don't understand if if I'm going to if uh, if I'm going away to watch uh, two teams that have got nothing to do with my team at all, mm. and one's fighting the way we were fighting. Why are they singing crap like that? But they've had a great season as well. Had a great why season. Why would they do it? Newcastle did it when when we lost mm. the city, and I'll never forgive them for that because it's got nothing to do with them. There's nothing to be gained by unless it's some little away fan kind. It's of Schadenfreude, do, I suppose. Do you know, it's I, football I, Schadenfreude, which is part what of annoys game, me more about Midlands teams that I think has happened a lot. The way some of them sing, you'd think that Midlands is is a, a place of economic on and all boom, that, yeah. yeah. Like, like it's I, well, I'm, I won't say anymore. Won't say well, it. listen, look, <laughs> hey, listen, we've got put it this way, we've got two cathedrals, the greatest. Rock and roll band in the world, the greatest football team in the world, and they've got the world's biggest Primark. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, well, so there, you go. there we have it. We bow down. We've got them. Uh, top goal scorer Dan, you went for Mane. Congratulations, you I man. did. I, I mean, I've, ever since he first came in, what summer of twenty sixteen, he's just looked a brilliant footballer. So hungry, so quick, so strong. But his games developed and evolved. You know, we could have a, we could talk to the cows coming about your favourite Liverpool goal of the season, but that turn and spin on the ah, in the Alejandro has got to be right up there. One of the big moments of the three season. Touches, when three extraordinary touches. He's a great, great player, and and I remember a few people saying, you know, particularly in those last couple of months of the season when you know every press, every game was so intense and so pressurised. Mane wants to win this title as much as any. As I, think a, he, every, I think he every, pulled us every through every fan a, 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 a large part of the season. Yeah, yeah, we had to rely on him heavily. He's massively developed. Uh, Joe went for Kane. Yeah, well, yeah. You, You'd been sniffing that felt tip at that point, didn't you? I <laughs> well, to, to, to be fair, if, if he long. didn't have as many injuries, you know, Kane always scores goals. Yeah. What, did, what did he finish on? Probably. I'm guessing he, he got better figures. And probably 50 either, yeah, so 16, I'd imagine. Yeah, it wouldn't no, be that far no, Yeah, fair enough. I went for Salah, so me and Dan were right and you were wrong. <laughs> um, PFA Player of the Year slipped through the net. Why weren't we thinking of VVD? Uh, you went for Alisson. Did I? Yeah, yeah. Joe went for Aguero. And I went for Salah. Cool. We all missed Verge. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I think we possibly, we, even then, we were already taking them for granted. Because the second yeah, half yeah, of last yeah, season yeah, was already yeah. so brilliant. It was kind of like, yeah, he's just amazing, isn't he? But, I, I think you often think, as goalkeepers is a crazy shot but you often think that PFA players of the year don't tend to be defenders don't they I think no true enough but they were mentioned yeah, weren't yeah, they yeah. And, it's, and it was even bigger to, it was an even bigger one we knew it wasn't going to win the football writers one because obviously they were all terrified yeah. of upsetting um, 
Sterling. To be fair, I mean, I kind of, I've, I've kind of felt one each was probably fair. Sterling did have a great yeah. season, and I do, oh, yeah, yeah, I do think it's. I mean, I'm not going to complain about that, really. Okay, guys, listen, we've all just got the small matter of a Champions League final, our second Champions League. That's another thing of Klopp as well. He's brought us to two Champions Leagues in the Europa League final. Three European finals in four seasons. Yeah. Three lower European finals in four seasons. He's getting it. And, nice. I, and also, wants, one thing quickly I wanted to mention is, is, the, is the community spirit between, between the team and the fans. I'd say club as a whole, but then, you know, there are issues there we need to sort out, particularly tickets and stuff like that. But I think it's as close... It's as close a sort of a mesh than, than I can ever remember um, between team and fans. I mean, the, 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 the sight of our team standing yeah. while the cop sang You'll Never Walk Alone to the well, when he sang it back was just a tearjerker for me. I've seen a few juxtaposed the the, the, uh, the pictures. I, I did a little piece a couple of weeks ago when it was the 25th anniversary of the last game of the cop and like 25 most memorable moments of like the new Anfield. And I was you know, quite keen to have quite high up in there that, Salute to the fans after the West Brom game about two months after we'd taken charge, which a lot of people outside Anfield mocks who look at them celebrating a draw against yeah, West Ham. Yeah. But he had already said, you know, he, he was very much aware of the disconnect between the fans and the team. And, you know, Shankly always talks about you know, the holy trinity, didn't he, between, you know, the manager, the players and the supporters. And I think three and a half years on, I don't think it's ever been stronger. And I think Klopp has to take an enormous amount of credit for that because he's he's been the one, I think, the key factor in drawing it together. Well, I'm just going to try and find it. No doubt I won't be able to now, but I was reading something yesterday, very interestingly about Klopp, about when he came to Liverpool. You guys might already know this, but when he came to Liverpool, when he came to meet FSG, um, Carlo Ancelotti had been, uh, and several others. And they'd all drawn up uh, a list of three players in every position that they wanted. And the price, the potential price tags for them, who he wanted. Do you know what Klopp did? Klopp said, the problem is we need to integrate with the crowd. So that mm-hmm. was all Klopp said to FSG. He didn't mention players. <coughs> he didn't bring a list. He said, the first thing is to, there's a disconnect and we need to reconnect with the crowd. And that is the most shankliest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. From I a modern day footballer. I'll try and dig it up, but I, mm. I, and I think that I'll bring it in next time. But here's only, the others brought a list of players. He said, let's get the crowd on our side first. You know, and boy, has he done that. Boy, has he done that, guys. Always a pleasure. We're going to keep doing these. We've got another Blood Red Live soon we're going to, we're going to organise as well. So that'll be a great one. Well, it's a bit up in the air now because I think we're going to, we were going to do it at the end of the season and this happens. So yeah, yeah, I think we'll probably wait till after the. We will be ready. We'll be hopefully, ready. Um, Mike in hand. Talking about European six year White leather couch in hand. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there to do it again. Uh, always a pleasure. We've just got the Champions League final. The only thing that can beat us is complacency. Spurs are the great side. Dangerous opponents. Dangerous Very opponents. Had the better part of us, second half. Um, yeah, I, I feel we yeah. must lucky to win that game. All I keep hearing is spares, 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 and I don't know whether that's the football team or people wanting tickets. But <laughs> I think we just need to understand that we 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 are we've done an amazing thing, but we just need to keep that concentration level. Don't take anything for granted, yeah. and we will bring big ears on for the sixth time. I'm pleased there's a bit of a gap, to be honest. Yeah. So we can digest what's happened with the league, go away, for, they can go away for a couple of days, recharge the batteries, and then really focus. And I, I just think what 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 happened in Kiev last year, what's happened this year, I think will. I mean they're so focused. They're so. I think if they're as hurt, half as hurt as the as the as they were against Barca, winning with a chance. They will. You know, if, if they impose themselves, they'll win yeah. this final. They yeah. deserve a title this yeah. team, and I think it's all, it's there for them. They've yeah. just got to go and get it. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, listen, if you're lucky enough to get there uh, with the uh, you know ticket allocation and the disgust and greed that surrounds this football game, uh, good luck to you. If you are there, cheer on the mighty Reds. Uh, if not, find a telly, find some good mates, have a pint. 
and watch the greatest football team we've had in, a, in many, many generations. Just enjoy every second of it, wherever you're listening. Thank you for listening for, to another Blood Red podcast. This has been Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitz, Dan Kay. Hello. And Bye-bye. John Rimmer. Cheers. Thanks very much, guys. Up the Reds. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.